I was only a slightly more cynical and experienced young fellow, however, as I headed west for California in the summer of 1863. There was still a challenge available there for a young man, was the surety and chances for more than a meager salary in bunions. I had some vague notions of rounding up wild horses or discovering and conquering some lost tribe of very rich Indians. But by the time I reached San Francisco, gold and rumors of gold were the only thoughts that I would entertain. In this, I followed much of the population. For while the greatest finds in the region were becoming, or had become depleted, the dream remained. New Eldorados were reported from here and there as well. Idaho and Montana were interesting to me at first. I decided to winter in San Francisco, though. I had found work on the docks and desired to build up enough capital to endure a short period of careful prospecting, with no income to cover expenses, before I became fabulously rich. Each evening, as I squirreled away my resources, I would gaze longingly towards the Montana hills, where my empire was waiting to reveal itself. I amassed quite a collection of maps, and pored over them diligently, as if sufficient study would reveal the secrets of the future. Longshoremen are a rough lot, generally, and the people I encountered that winter on the docks were mostly as shameless an amalgam of liars and storytellers as one could hope to find. But mixed with a falsehood and phantasms was a theme I could not ignore. That the relatively instant fortunes of the day were being made not in Montana, but far north of me in the New English colony of British Columbia. British Columbia was where the real gold and the real gold seeker were to be found. I was reluctant at first to consider the trip, for anyone familiar with the region described it as the devil's own region to travel. I had hoped to encounter a more hospitable form of wilderness for my journeys, but as the months passed, so did my reservations. Thus it was that on April 3, 1864, I took passage on the paddle-wheel steamship Commodore to Fort Victoria en route to the colony of British Columbia. Because of my connections with the stevedores, I was able to work for my fare as a non-skilled crewman, my duty being to clean the decks, to sweep and swab continuously. We were so grossly overladen with passengers, however, that there was scarcely a free patch of deck, bench, or bunk that was not covered either by an itinerant miner or his stack of gear. Therefore, I managed to find time to do a fair amount of posing on the foredeck with my eyes on the horizon, and my scraggly bronze mustache fluttering in the wind. 